this episode, we'll continue our discussions on dealing with hostile patients and families. I'm your host, Dr. Tomas Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality Vision and Practicing Internist. Joining me again is Dr. Cecilia Cruz, a board-certified emergency room physician and former co-chair of quality in the Division of Emergency Medicine at North Shore University Health System. She's also the founder and CEO of Marpe, LLC. Cecilia, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me back. So are there any overall cultural influences that you could see contribute to hostile patient behavior? I think the increase in media usage is something that's contributing. Everyone believes that they can all freely give their opinions and talk badly or really verbally bully other people on social media. And so I believe that this makes people believe that it's okay, that it doesn't matter how they're treating other people, that if they're unhappy, they can voice their unhappiness in whatever form they want to do so. When we talk about other overall cultural influences, and this is just my own personal opinion, you've seen shows, we've seen movies where either it be the anti-hero or the hero, well, quite frankly, threatened a healthcare professional to get something done. Yes. And I've often been, quite frankly, discomforted by that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that as well as our population sees this portrayed on TV and that along with everything else that goes on with the media, they believe that it's easier for them to resort to aggressive behavior versus clear communication with another human being. And this makes the whole scenario very difficult. And again, under the duress that everybody is under with what we mentioned already with the healthcare crisis, it's just more wood added to the fire, so to speak. So did this get worse with the pandemic? Absolutely. The pandemic caused or led to a lot of isolation. So some of the normal human behaviors that we all practice simply as being part of society, when we were isolated for weeks and months at a time, that shifted almost the norm of behavior within society. And some more than others might have been untethered from the societal rules or societal expectations, making it easier for people to, again, just behave in less rational ways. And we've seen a significant increase because of this in injuries since the pandemic. So 24.3% of increase in injuries and hospital injuries between 2019 and 2020. And in that same period, 68% of nurses reported verbal abuse, 44% reported physical abuse. So it's increased significantly over that period of time. And if you even look at one particular medical center, Cox Medical Center, they reported staff assaults increasing from 40 to 123 in that one period from 2019 to 2020. And their injuries jumped from 17 to 78. And they had to issue 400 staff panic buttons so that they could help mitigate some of the injuries or assaults going on within their institution. Wow. So I don't know. Does this mean that rudeness is here to stay? 
There have actually been studies done, not just within the healthcare sector, but looking at the entire population. And they demonstrate that incivility is definitely higher in the country overall. And again, much of this is attributed to what happened with the pandemic, what I have already mentioned with people feeling untethered from society. And some organizations are, in fact, preparing for this to possibly even worsen over the next few years. Again, looking specifically at the healthcare sector, we know that we are in a crisis. We know that it is likely to get worse before it gets better. We know that the numbers of physicians that we are going to be down by the year 2030 amounts to about 200,000. So that all is going to build into the situation where people are going to have less access and the physicians that are working are going to be more overworked. All healthcare professionals that remain in the industry are going to be more overworked. And so, again, that unfortunately sets up a situation where people are going to likely be less able to maintain their cool and communicate with others in ways that promote growth and understanding instead of hostility. See, I could see that. So let's be proactive here. You're an emergency room physician. I'm a hospitalist. We've been working in the acute care setting and we prepare for disasters. So I say, let's prepare. So what are warning signs one should look for? So I think we are all trained observers and explorers. That's what we do, right? That's what all our training is about. Why not use this to our advantage? I think sometimes we tend to get a little tunnel visioned when we're speaking with a patient or in particular when we are having maybe a slightly difficult conversation or beginning to feel conflict. It's a normal human reaction for all of us to become tunnel visioned because that little alarm in our head of, fight or flight sort of goes off. But if in those moments we can just manage to quiet ourselves and use the skills that we have perfected over the course of our careers of observation and exploration and simply observe, what is it that's actually going on in this moment of communication? What does this person in front of me look like? How are they holding themselves? What's their posture? How do they look like they are a rubber band ready to explode? Or do I need to remove myself? Or is this someone that I can approach and talk to? So that how do I need to position myself around them in order to make this interaction the most effective? You need to look at this moment at this situation, if the patient you're starting to see their body language is demonstrating that they're getting angry and angrier, they might do something. First and foremost, you need to protect yourself. I think sometimes this is hard for us as healthcare professionals because we see ourselves as a protector. We want to be the helper. And in those moments, shifting the focus a little bit to ourselves to think about if I don't help myself in this moment, I'm not going to be able to help this patient. That can be challenging for us. And so really, again, resetting and thinking, how is this moment going to work itself out? And what is the 
best way that I can serve the situation. So making sure that you're safe. So again, if you are inside a room with a closed door and you're seeing the situation, open the doors, make sure you're close to, you have an exit, that you're not in a corner. Make sure that you call out maybe to a colleague who is within earshot. And also, I think that something that we don't always know how to do as healthcare professionals is address the patient almost at the same level that they're at in that moment. Because I think oftentimes in those situations when the patient's very upset and perhaps they're yelling or, again, using profanity or whatever it might be, we try to calm the situation by being very calm and by being very quiet and talking very softly. I'm no means saying that we should yell or use profanity or any of that, but we need to give the situation the same importance that the patient or patient's family member is showing. I think that sometimes their frustration is they feel that our reaction to their large reaction and we're making it a very small reaction, we're almost minimizing their concern. And so if we just meet them with the firmness of saying, I hear you, this is important, let's talk about it, they will be reassured that we're not trying to blow them off. I think that's great feedback because for many of the cases, perhaps the patient and whoever's trying to advocate for them feels that they're not being heard. I think that's great advice. So what can your organization offer to help healthcare professionals? Marte works with healthcare providers to give them tools to precisely build their mental fitness so that in these situations, they can access those resources. As human beings, it is not because we are not intelligent or not capable or don't want to be the best or do the best in these difficult moments. But as I mentioned before, when we are faced by these challenges, it is simply our wiring in our brain that will set off these alarms to fight or flight. And when we don't recognize that and allow our reactions to follow, it is very difficult for us to bring ourselves back and open ourselves back up so that we can truly listen and see the patient or the patient's family member before us. What you just said, nine out of 10 times, what that patient is seeking is to be seen and heard. And if we are in a tunnel vision, because now we're aggravated or we're frustrated or we're scared or we're anxious, we cannot offer them that. And so Marte offers teaching, helping healthcare providers and organizations to bring this to the healthcare providers so that they can practice a roadmap so that in those moments, they are able to do that. And not just with patients, but also with their coworkers and conflicts, and obviously leading to, over time, help mitigate their burnout. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think that we are going to, unfortunately, continue to see hostility in the healthcare sector. I think that the hostility is a symptom of the healthcare crisis that we're currently in. And it's interesting that most organizations look at the crisis almost in unique silos. And so the healthcare violence issue, the burnout issue, the staff shortage issue, 
And really, this is all one thing, everything leading into the other. And without looking hand in hand to the physician and the healthcare professional pathway or their process, while they're looking at the patient's process, things will not be aligned. Healthcare organizations, again, now looking to increase the bottom line, concerned for where everything's moving, look at making the patient process seamless from beginning to end, which absolutely, absolutely needs to be looked at. And that's, I believe, for all of us that go into healthcare, what we want. But if you don't look at the healthcare professional's process from beginning to end and align them together, you cannot have a healthcare professional that will be present and available to provide a seamless pathway for the patient if that healthcare professional does not have the tools to do that. Great job, Cecilia. Thanks so much for joining us. And to our listeners, you can contact Dr. Cruz at her email address in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me in our email, modernpracticepodcast at vizianinc.com. We've also posted a link in our resource section as well. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. And now, I'm Dr. Tomas Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening.